Hi, my name is Chase, and welcome to the Wellness Center podcast, where we're going to talk all things red light therapy. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Please make sure to like and subscribe so you can get updated and notified on all of our newest episodes that we'll be releasing. Have a great rest of your day and enjoy the episode. Hey everybody, this is Chase and welcome back to the Wellness Center Podcast. I am super pumped that you guys are here today. We are going to be getting into a super awesome topic here and one I'm really excited about. The study came out last week and I'm super pumped for it. Let's get right into it today. So we are talking about aphasia, specifically stroke-induced aphasia. So aphasia, according to the American Association of Strokes, is a language disorder that affects your ability to communicate. It's most often caused by strokes in the left side of the brain that control speech and language. So again, it affects people's ability to communicate. And I can assume that there's different severities of aphasia, right? From kind of not being able to speak to having like no like verbal ability whatsoever. Just my assumption. It's chase logic. Take it for what it is. And people with aphasia may struggle with communicating in daily activities at home, socially, or at work. They may also feel isolated. However, it's important to know that it, aphasia does not affect the intelligence. Now, for those listening on the podcast, I am reading this specifically from the American Stroke Association. I'm plagiarizing with my words. Stroke survivors remain mentally alert, even though their speech may be jumbled, fragmented, or hard to understand. So now let's go and see what red light therapy can do with that. I've got a study here that was published this year, March 30th, and it's in a book. And the book is called Photobiomodulation, Photomedicine, and Laser Surgery, and it was done at Leader Publishing. So here is the title of it, and the title is Increased Improvement in Speech-Language Skills After Transcranial Photobiomodulation Plus Speech-Language Therapy Compared to Speech-Language Therapy Alone, a case report with aphasia. Now, I know it didn't talk about specifically stroke-induced aphasia, but here as we're reading into the, the objective of the abstract, you'll notice that it does say the person with a stroke in this, this the case study. So this is a case report. The objective here um, was to see if red light therapy, specifically transcranial red light therapy, which is like a helmet. Uh, we do full body pods here at the wellness center, but if red light therapy and spe traditional speech language therapy could improve and accelerate the results from just doing the speech language therapy alone. Now let's talk about the background. So the background is kind of a little bit about red light therapy. So transcranial photobiomodulation, which is the fancy term for red light therapy with a cap, is a safe, non-invasive technique using red and near-infrared light to improve the metabolism of the cells. Transcranial photobiomodulation helps by promoting neuromodulation while decreasing neuroinflammation and promoting vasodilation. Several studies have shown that transcranial, again, red light therapy with a hat, can help individuals with stroke or traumatic brain injury achieve significant cognitive improvement. So I want to stop right there really quick and just start and point out that it can help individuals with stroke or traumatic brain injury achieve significant cognitive improvement. Again, your brain can improve significantly with, with doing this, whether you've had um, concussions, whether you've had strokes, any cognitive diseases. There's so many studies out there about different uh, neurodegenerative, neuro, like recalibrating neuro, bad brain, all bad diseases that red light therapy has been shown 
to have like significant improvements in. And we've done previous episodes on that. We're doing more episodes on that. We've done stuff about autism. We've done stuff about Alzheimer's, Parkinson's disease, fibromyalgia, uh, depression, anxiety, traumatic brain injuries, you know, mild brain injuries, concussions. And now we're looking at strokes and strokes with, and specifically aphasia associated with strokes, but again, strokes. So we're, I'm starting to notice a trend as we're going on this, that the brain is, can really have a significant impact from doing red light therapy. So if nothing alone, understand that red light therapy can help, not saying it will, it can help with cognitive impairment. Okay, so here's the method. A 38-year-old female who sustained an ischemic stroke on the left side of the brain um, received two five-month series of treatments. So 10 months, two five-month series of treatments, 10 months in total of red light, of, of treatment time. The first series of treatment included traditional speech language therapy for the first five months post-stroke. The second series of treatment included transcranial photobiomodulation in combination with speech language therapy for the next five months. So again, this person was doing red light therapy for five months. If nothing else that tells you, it just takes time. One month isn't gonna cut it normally. The second series, of, okay, we already read that. The transcranial photobiomodulation, again, red light therapy with a cap. The treatments included an application of red, which is 630, and 660 nanometers, which is the wavelength of light, and near-infrared 850 nanometers wavelength, so a light you actually can't see, it's invisible to the human eye. The way I explain it to a lot of people is like kind of like the dog whistle, right? Some people can hear the dog whistle, some can't. Most can't hear the dog whistle. Same thing with 850 nanometer wavelength of light. I've yet to see someone who can actually see that light. Wavelengths of photons applied to the less left hemisphere scalp areas, the major cortical language Areas were subjacent to the scalp placement along the line of the sylvian fissure. Okay, so what this guy is basically saying here is we put red light therapy on the left side of the brain. And we put it specifically on the left side of the brain where once the light penetrated through the head and the skull, it was going to touch the language areas. Subjacent means just underneath or behind. So the scalp placement along the line of the sylvian fissure. And if I believe... I'm, don't quote me on this specifically, but I believe the sylvian fissure is different areas in the brain that kind of break up the different parts of the brain, right? Because the brain is a bunch of little things all together. And that's what the sylvian fissure is at, those little breakup parts in the middle of the brain. Um, at each session, first, a light emitting diode. And you know what? Actually, I'm not exactly sure. So why don't we go and look at the sylvian fissure here and see exactly what, um, what it could be. So the sylvian fissure... So the sylvian fissure, I'm reading here on Google, is the most consistent and distinct landmark of the lateral hemispheric surface of the brain. It is formed by an anatomical relationship between the frontal parietal operculum, the temporal operculum, and the insula. So if I'm looking here at this picture, it does look like it's just like a gap or something like that. So, okay, fair enough. At each session, the first light-emitting diode cluster head with red 630 and 660 nanometers of light and near infrared 850 nanometers of wavelength with an irritance a power density how strong they were at 200 milliwatts per centimeter squared a beam size of 4.9 centimeters squared and affluence and energy density of 12 joules per centimeter squared per minute now i don't know and understand all of that math personally that's okay. It was applied to the left side of the scalp and brain along the sylvian fissure for 60 seconds at each of the following eight language network target areas so again, 60 seconds for eight areas, so eight minute session in total for the brain. 
the frontal pole, the prefrontal cortex, the inferior frontal gyrus, the supermarginal gyrus, and the angular gyrus in the parietal lobe, the inferior motor and sensory cortex, and the posterior superior temporal gyrus, and superior temporal sulcus in the temporal lobe for a total of eight minutes. Then second, for the next 20 minutes, so again, it was eight minutes in total, then 20, so 28 minutes per session of red light therapy. Our max is 20. For the next 20 minutes, simultaneous with speech-language therapy, an LED photobiomodulation helmet was applied to the scalp and the head. The helmet contained 256 separate LED lights at near-infrared 810 nanometers of wavelength. All right, cool. All right, results and conclusion. This is actually the good, the juice. So let's check this out. So during the initial five-month treatment series with traditional speech-language therapy only, there was little to no improvement in... Um, dysarthia and expressive language. So during the second five-month treatment series, however, with the transcranial photobiomodulation applied first to the left hemisphere only and second to the both hemispheres during each session plus simultaneous speech-language therapy, there was a marked improvement in the dysarthia and expressive language. After the first five-month series, this person with aphasia had utilized a slow rate of speech with the production of less than 25 to 30 words per minute during conversations and spontaneous speech. Utterance length was only four to six words with simple grammatical structure. After the second five month series of treatment combining transcranial photobiomodulation plus speech language therapy, the rate of speech in increased to 80 plus words a minute. So from less than 25 to 30 to 80 plus per minute and utterance length was increased from nine to 10 words with more complex grammatical structure it more than doubled the person's ability. That is just awesome. That is just so incredibly awesome. I love it. Now, last thing we are gonna talk about today is some at-home remedies. Now, I don't know of any specific at-home remedies for aphasia in relation to a stroke, but I did find this thing called the adultspeechtherapyworkbook.com that I think is really cool and it's free and it's online. And it basically goes over 55 aphasia treatment activities that you can do. So like the first one's like a, get a support group and it has like virtual connections. There's a support group finder, aphasia needs assessment um, to see like what you want to talk about and that kind of stuff. And then teaching expressive aphasia strategies using picture cards, treatment approaches, uh, somatic feature analysis, phonological component analysis, recruit to the right hemisphere, intention manipulation. So there's a lot of really intense stuff that you can do um, with this. But I will put the link for that in, in, the, uh, in the comment, not in the comment section, in the bio section. So please feel free to go in there and check that out if you are struggling with like a stroke-induced aphasia or if you have aphasia. Um, that's everything I've got for you guys today. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you have a great rest of your day. If you haven't already, make sure to like and subscribe. And I'm pointing over my computer like you should know what I'm pointing. Make sure to like and subscribe. Have a great rest of your day, and I will talk to you guys later. Peace out.